This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. We welcome you back to another edition of the Adam Ritz Show, public affairs radio. And Jay Baker joining me on the phone. Jay, you keeping cool? I mean, it's uh, you, you mentioned on the show last week we're going to have the hottest July in 10 years. I think you were right. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. I tell anybody that if you're going to do something much outdoors after 10 a.m., plan ahead, stay hydrated because it is hot. 10 to uh, 4, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., those are the witching hours. If you uh, can avoid those as far as uh, outdoor work, and I know if you're <laughs> listening to this and that's your job, your career is uh, oh. outdoor work, you're like, hey, I'm not taking a day off. What are these wimps talking about? Uh, if that's you and, you and you have to go to work in the heat outdoors during the witching hours of 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., just to keep that cold water flowing, take as many breaks as your boss will let you take, go sit in the shade. If there's no shade, go make some shade. Uh, learn how to build a, a lean-to uh, and get under that shade for just a few minutes every <laughs> every hour and stay hydrated because, yeah, it's a hot one. It's uh, My air conditioning is working overtime, and I, uh, I'm just hoping and praying it doesn't cut out because this is not the time of year. You want to be calling the, uh, the service people to come fix your air conditioning at your house. All right, so uh, I wanted to start the show with a, uh, a nod to Ringo Starr. And his 80th birthday. Did you realize Ringo Starr turned 80 years old? It's hard to believe that he's 80 and he looks 60. I mean, the guy's amazing. He's timeless. He looks fantastic. Uh, he's got the. He's had the same look with with his short cropped hair and those little round glasses, uh, sunglasses he wears. He looks the same. I, he might hit 120. Uh, but the reason I bring up bring up his birthday is because he always has a birthday show. Uh, a big birthday blowout, and it's usually in person uh, in Los Angeles, but with COVID and social distancing, he did a an online live stream on his YouTube channel, and um, you can go watch it right now if you want. It's on demand, and it's, it's one of the top 25 trending videos on YouTube right now, but it's Ringo Starr's Big Birthday Show. I mention it because he did it for charity, so all of the proceeds that he made from this... Um, birthday party uh, go to benefit four charities. They are Water Aid, the David Lynch Foundation, Black Lives Matter, and Music Cares. So he had tons of special guests from Cheryl, Cheryl Crow to Sheila E., Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, Joe Walsh, Michael McDonald, and Kenny Loggins. Tons of live uh, performances, a few taped performances, uh, and again, it's all for charity. And, and anytime anybody uses any excuse to raise money for anything good, we want to uh, mention that and hopefully encourage you to do the same thing. It does, you don't have to be a Beatle. You don't have to be one of the most famous persons that's ever walked planet Earth. And you don't have to wait till your 80th birthday party. If there's something you can do for any reason, for anybody, uh, go ahead and do it. And I've noticed a lot of my uh, Facebook friends, whenever they have a birthday, they always post, you know, in lieu of uh, 
presents or gifts or cards, donate to this charity. I'm raising money for the Blank Foundation. Uh, and I always do my best to try to throw a couple bucks in, in some of those birthday foundations. Uh, have you ever done that, Jay, on your Facebook page? I've never done that. I, I might I have to do that. But it's a splendid idea. And as you know, thankfully, many of us sort of already have all the things that we need in life. So why not share your celebration and help those that do need something? I've, I've given to others little birthday foundations, but I've never done it for my birthday. And I, you know, maybe there's enough people doing it. Maybe I should just do the opposite and post, hey, in, uh, for my birthday this year, in lieu of <laughs> donating to a charity, why don't you send me a birthday card with a check in it? <laughs> You're flipping the whole switch on this. You know, the, the, the pendulum's going to swing back to birthday cards. I might as well be the one to start the trend. Uh, but I'm, I've been watching a little bit of that Ringo Starr video. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It is, it is fun. And Ringo, uh, uh, unbelievable life he's led, and and he does still look fantastic. I don't know how much of it is Hollywood and hair dye. Uh, but he doesn't look 80 and I'm hoping I look, I'm hoping I look that good when I'm, when I'm 65. Well, and one of the fun things that Ringo always does is, you know, he'll, he'll go out with his all star S T A R R bands. And you and I love great old British rock stars from the eighties and nineties. And many times those bands are full of those guys, you know, know, where uh, else are you going to see Howard Jones? But with the Ringo All Star Band, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, as you know, maybe our listeners don't. I'm a huge fan of yacht rock, and uh, Toto's guitar guitarist and founding member Steve Lukather is mm-hmm. the guitarist in the Ringo Star All Star Band. And I had a chance to interview Steve Lukather. He was telling me that you know during a Ringo Star concert they'll play a few Toto songs. So if you yeah some of these. That's just a great concert advice tidbit. If you ever hear of a, an aging, classic, world-famous star that has a, you know, a monster supergroup band, even if you don't like the, the names, if you hated the Beatles and can't stand Ringo Starr, that's, a, that's still a concert worth going to because you're going to hear some Toto songs. Uh, you know, the, the saxophonist from, the, from the Chicago is in the band. You're going to hear some Chicago songs. Uh, you're going to hear it all. So that's a great little concert tidbit from Jay Baker, who's been doing uh, rock radio for the last 75 years. For the last 125 years, did you? Are you breaking up? <laughs> <laughs> the social distancing link. I thought I misheard you. <laughs> well, you can check it out on YouTube. Just search Ringo Starr's Big Birthday Show. This is the Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part underwritten by Vibonomics. You can learn about them at Vibonomics.com and their uh, in-store music and messaging uh, platform with uh, promotional voiceovers between the songs. Pretty cool system they have going on there at Vibonomics.com. Well, we've covered some charities with a Ringo Starr concert. We've covered hydration and staying cool during the summer heat. What else are we going to cover today, Jay? Well, today we're going to take a look at sort of how America is handling the new normal. And usually um, they do it sort of through polling data to get sort of a feel of how Americans are feeling. And I found that the polling data is interesting. We are having almost a polling overload uh, because corporations, governments, schools, 
They want to know how people feel. In fact, even you and I at our office, remember, they had a big poll to see how we were feeling about certain topics. That's right. Yeah. And, of course, we answered everything truthfully. We weren't going to say anything bad about our boss or anything, were we? Of course not. (laughs) He's the greatest guy on the planet. No chance. He's absolutely wonderful. His kids love him. At any rate, 54% of Americans, and now this is officially over the 50% mark, are, have become a little more worried about social distancing. That is the one word that we're hearing. Uh, as you know, sometimes wearing masks or what is open or closed in your state can be controversial, but social distancing sort of seems to be a non-controversial easily accommodated uh, item, but now officially 54% of Americans are a little bit more concerned about social distancing. The thing I always like about once something becomes a majority, there's the flip side, and I'm sure you've thought about this. Believe it or not, uh, Adam, 25% of, of Americans, and this is pulling data up until the last few days, 25% of Americans are not worried at all about social distancing. So just about the time you think, well, surely everybody's on board with this and understands it. Uh, 25% are saying, eh, eh, it's it's not a factor. Maybe maybe 25% don't even know what's happening. (laughs) They they don't even know there's a pandemic. Because if you know about it, you would have to be... (laughs) I guess it, it depends on your level of, of uh, aggressiveness of the word concerned. Are you, are you like, do you wake up in the middle of the night concerned or are you just sort yeah. of aware of it and, you, and you're not necessarily worrying about it or having stress about it, but you're aware of it? Right. Um, and uh, as you know, wording in uh, polling can sometimes direct your answers. Uh, 86% of Americans have worn a mask in public in the last week. However, 11% have not even considered wearing a mask. So I, I've got seen, to... yeah, I, I've seen them, uh, I've seen them on the internet yelling at Costco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, well, if you're Adam, if videos. you do not want to wear a mask, in uh, this, our show is not here to get into some political discussion of of what you do compared to what side of the aisle you're on. But I'm just saying, if you don't want to wear a mask, then don't don't go to a place that wants you to wear a mask. Because right. then there's a little, here's a little social side bite of, of what's happening in the world today. You go somewhere, you don't want to wear a mask, they make you wear a mask, an argument ensues, and when that video, because someone's going to be standing there with their phone recording the video, when that video, out of context, hits the internet and it shows you in 20 seconds of your day calling someone uh, a terrible name, you will get fired. You yes. will lose your job. And now, a great point. during a stressful year when the economy's in question anyway and working from home versus furlough versus unemployment rates anyway, now you've just made the year even harder on you because you got caught in some 20-second viral video being somewhat of a jerk, although at the time, in the emotion, you think you're being right. Maybe you are. I'm not here to say you're not. I'm just saying think about every consequence before you leave your house and don't want to wear a mask and where you're going to and if they are going to make you wear a mask. Right. 
these are all great points. And as you said, everybody has a camera, everybody has built in video and you will become the latest viral video in a very negative way. In fact, it will reflect on your job. I was just going to suggest if you, if you're in a situation where you want to get fired, uh, to get some sort of benefit <laughs> you want to get fired, and yeah. you know, you can't quit. If you quit, you lose your benefits, but if they fire you, right. you get to keep them. All you have to do is go to a box store, don't wear a mask and start screaming at people. You'll get fired. <laughs> and you'll Here's be the tip of the week. Yeah. And you'll get to keep your, uh, your benefits. And oh, who knows, gosh. you may go viral. Who knows? Yeah. All these things, maybe you wanted it. Maybe you didn't. In the medical professional world, 52% of Americans have either skipped or postponed a medical procedure or dental visit. So this has reflected on how America self-cares. Count me in there. What was the percentage? 52% of Americans have skipped or postponed a medical procedure or a dental procedure. Uh, well, I, you know, I'm not, uh, it wasn't a, um, a bypass or anything serious, but I did skip uh, at the their direction. I had no choice in the matter. It was uh, just my uh, periodical eye checkup to get uh, mm-hmm. my eyes checked and get my new contacts ordered. Uh, they called me. It was right when the pandemic hit and said, we're closed. You can't come. We'll call you back when we reopen. Uh, hopefully- Didn't they call you on Zoom and hold up three fingers and say, how many fingers am I holding up? And that was your eye exam. Yeah, I could have done the the exam through Zoom and had my daughter with perfect vision cheated for me and uh, take the exam for me. (laughs) It's like having that smart kid take your SATs. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? I don't know why these contacts don't work. They seem odd. I passed my eye test. (laughs) What's going on? I can't see. Oh, speaking of polls, Adam, I guess I probably thought about this, but didn't really put it into thought until I saw it uh, written, but it makes all the sense in the world. As we enter, get closer to November, of course, politics are going to play as we have the big national election for president. Kanye West announced this week he's running for president. And you think, now, is it a publicity stunt? Is it Kanye being Kanye, but believe it or not, there's some concern in the polling world that that will start to rearrange some of the numbers we're seeing. And I did hear that he's uh, starting a new party, and he's calling it the birthday party. Are you serious? I'm not making that up. Yeah, that's his party. There's the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and now the birthday party. I find the guy a bit odd, but he is certainly compelling. And he makes a lot more money than I do. So uh, who, who knows? Uh, we don't know how serious Kanye West may be, but those could skew political numbers. Um, believe it or not, Adam, they've been using um, polling to sort of dictate public policy in the state of New York. Uh, the New York City School Corporation conducted a poll Three quarters of parents wanted the kids to go back to school in September. So New York City, in turn, said, yes, the schools will be open in September. Now, you're a parent. Your children are getting older, so they're not in, uh, like, middle school or elementary school. But the, it, does make, it does beg the question, is that science or is that public opinion as to whether someone should go should go back to school i thought that was fascinating that they use polling data 
It is uh, fascinating. And as a parent and just a casual observer of what's happening, I I have to believe those decisions are going to be changed 15 times both ways before school even starts, because there's just so much that can happen between now and then. Well, the concern about anything, as you know, is social distancing. And um, a crowd control expert pointed out, you know, it's not just that you say, okay, this school holds, let's say, 500 students. It's not just, well, we're only going to have 250 students. It's actually getting those students in and out of the building because at some point they have to go in and out of a door. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that makes all the sense in the world. You, you don't see many elementary schools with a garage door where they just open it up and <laughs> school bus backs in. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just fought. Wouldn't just that be great? It just go flies in. into the school. Um, the you know, it's also down. tough to try to get a nine-year-old or a seven-year-old to really buy into the strategies behind not touching your face and washing your yes. hands and wearing your mask. Uh, masks will not be worn for seven hours in a row by a, by a seven-year-old. I just don't know any seven-year-old that would do that. No, you're, you raise a great point. I think it's going to be difficult for kids to make some of these adjustments. Really? I think uh, and for the kids, it's, you know, they, they're saying that the, uh, the kids are at the lowest risk. Really, the, for me, when I look at this, my sister's a, a principal of an elementary school. I, you just think of the, uh, the not elderly teachers, but the teachers that have a little bit of age on them. They're the ones at, mo- mm-hmm. at most risk. And if these, uh, you know, the dirty, nasty little kids, these little germ factories are, are packing the room with somebody who, who is, could very likely uh, have some very tough days ahead of them if they contract the coronavirus. we got to think about the teachers. Oh, sure. Well, they've always said that teachers are at higher risk for flu and things of that nature, and certainly the stakes are much higher with COVID-19. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I thought them using polling data, they're attempting to accommodate what America wants. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the vaccine world, uh, they said that only 49% of people have confidence if a vaccine were somehow created, let's say, the day after tomorrow. Now, if you read between the lines, that would make it seem like America is very anti-vaccination. And as you know, vaccinations uh, can have their own controversy associated with them. But when they re-polled those individuals and asked them in a slightly different question, uh, in a slightly different way, 72% of Americans said, oh, yeah, if a vaccine were available, I'd take it right away. So the difference between would you take it for self-protection or are you confident that they can create a vaccine, just the use of the words alone can alter the polling results. Yeah, for sure. The other thing, too, is participation. I know, Adam, you're a very busy guy. I mean, and I mean that literally, you know, sometimes I say things on the show just to make you laugh. But I know that you're a busy guy. So if I called you tomorrow from a polling location and said, hey, I'm, you know, Jay Baker from Ajax Pollsters, I need to ask you some questions. You'd probably tell me I don't have time for that right now. And so that's a big issue. Here's how far you would you would get to this point. Hi, I'm Jay Baker. 
and then I'd hang up. <laughs> in fact, you I wouldn't, wouldn't even want to hear. I wouldn't even <laughs> have answered the phone. Go ahead, try. It. After we're done recording the show, call I'll, me I'll back you, and see I'll if I answer at all from an unknown phone and see how I how well I do. <laughs> so what you're saying now is you're only picking up the phone because I'm in your phone directory. Yeah, I see your name on the on my caller ID, and there's about a forty percent chance that I'll answer it now, and we're friends. <laughs> I know. And did you like when you can assign a picture to uh, all your contacts? You know, and for me, my buddies, I usually assign pictures like. Uh, concrete pig fire hydrant uh you know <laughs> stop sign <laughs> i i have purposely assigned the worst possible pictures to my friends contact i don't list. please don't tell me what picture you've assigned to my phone number <laughs> i don't want to i don't think my fragile ego could take it it's a it's a picture of our office i was actually being kind oh okay good <laughs> i good. was being a good guy so yeah Getting uh, people to participate freely in polls makes a difference. Also, your particular knowledge level can influence how you feel about polling. If you were polled, should your child go back to school in September? Yet, let's just say the county that you live in has the highest COVID numbers it's ever had. Your knowledge base of what's going on is it's only a snapshot of that moment. So if you said, my kids are going to go back to school at a time when it's very risky, you made that decision not knowing all the facts. So I thought that that was an interesting viewpoint as well, is not everybody has the same knowledge level. Not everybody's briefed on the same fun facts. So your point today is that polling is nearly always incorrect. Well, (laughs) I love That's what I'm getting here. I love polls because... Even the poll we took in our office was delightful, and many people will never, ever get to enjoy your behind-the-scenes annex on anything. Mm-hmm. But I've been privy to a little bit of it, and when you can private message people, the stuff you send off is probably the funniest stuff in the world. And it's a little bit like, hey, we could say it, you know, we, we could say it, but we can't really share it. You know how that goes? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know how it is with yeah. polls, you know, people really get into it, but what are we really learning from polls? So your point is very well taken. Also, you know what uh, happens a lot in polling? It depends on what your peers are doing. And that's been part of this uh, situation with mask or no mask. If you live in a community where not very many people are using a mask, you might say to yourself, well, I don't need to wear one because I would feel awkward by wearing a mask when other people apparently are not. Mm -hmm. There's some peer pressure to it, for sure. I actually kind of like the mask. I think it makes me look mysterious, frankly. And that's a look that I like. Is, is, uh, you know, with the hair, (laughs) with the lack of barber or haircut that you, and you've got that quaff now, with the mask, I mean, you look like a wild man. And when you wear your mask, it's not one of these paper surgical ones that you can get. Uh, you're wearing like what you'd wear if you were driving a, uh, a dune buggy in a dust storm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's a great description. Uh, my wife, who is very fashionable, got a bunch of masks. So I always wear one that's coordinated with my shirt now. <laughs> so, so I look like a guy who's driving a dune buggy in the desert, 
with hair where I look like I might be a roadie for Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's let's be up front. You do. You look. You do look like that. I don't ever want you to get a haircut again. We got to put a picture on the website. Oh, it is absolutely outrageous and out of control. And ironically, there are still communities that are kind of proceeding cautiously, uh, moving forward with visiting uh, your stylist. Uh, during these pandemic times because mm-hmm. they s- still say that this is potentially risky behavior. Have you gotten a haircut yet? Well, not in public. Uh, I've had, uh, you know, three or four haircuts uh, on my back deck with, uh, with a buzz machine that I, I bought at a box store, and my lovely girlfriend is my new hairstylist. She stands behind me and just bzzz, and then the next thing you know, it's done, and it looks nearly well, it does. It looks as good as if I went to just one of those strip mall joints and paid somebody 14 bucks for a haircut. Well, you always look marvelous, so I think that that's, that, that's where you've been graced in life. I'm lucky to have um, an enormous <laughs> chin. It's almost inhuman, so it doesn't really matter what my haircut looks like. You, don't not- you would never notice if I shaved my head, because if you met me, you'd be like, my gosh, that guy's jaw is huge. <laughs> Look at the chin on that man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, so the hair thing is certainly an issue. Uh, be careful as you move into uh, places in public. The safest thing, of course, that you can always be is out in the open. And they are saying that now uh, certain places have opened up to a, a point where you can visit in smaller groups as long as you continue to social distance. So I think that that's very positive. I've been uh, to a few restaurants. The uh, The tables are spaced. You know, every other table has a a placard on it that says this table unusable for social distancing purposes. So I, I haven't had any issues in any public spaces or restaurants with, with people being right on top of me. And you've been in the office a little bit and managed to stay uh, sufficiently far apart from everybody. I've had zoom meetings with people that are 10 feet away from me. Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> Even at zoom, you should stay at least 10 feet away. So yes. Thanks to Zoom, thanks to Teams, thanks to all these great ways. And how much time do we have left? I, I know I don't, I'm not staring at the timer like you are. Uh, we've got about three minutes left. Okay, very good. I was just going to tell you, I have a little note here that as we enter the hottest part of winter, one of the things we really want to do, uh, skin cancer is a very real concern for many adults. And so during these uh, months where the UV level is very high, please wear sunscreen, sunblock, wear a hat, and wear sunglasses. I mean, it's, I know we've had some great shows on these topics. It's so hot that you thought it was winter, and I just had to point that out because I know someone's in their car <laughs> listening right now saying that guy just said it was the hottest part of the winter, and the other guy oh, didn't say, and the other guy oh, didn't goodness. even point it out. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you're, I tell you, you better drink some water. Uh, I guess guess I'm nearly delirious. You're so delirious. (laughs) You're dehydrated. The dementia has set in. Uh, Well, they say that drinking at lunch is not good. I I haven't heard that, but uh, supposedly that's something that somebody said. Yeah, when we say you need to hydrate, (laughs) that doesn't mean uh, vodka. No. Uh, no, So, Jay, switch from the the hard (laughs) stuff to water. But, yeah, the hottest part of the summer. Are you kidding? Um, With a couple of minutes left here. Um, 
we do want to acknowledge that uh, shade is your friend. Uh, the sun, I mean, not just from heat stroke or being dehydrated, but the damage it can cause on your skin. You know, Jay and I are uh, children of the 60s and 70s. And I mean, back then we were outside with our shirts off from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day in the summer. Oh, yeah. And we've got the problems to deal with now. You know, it's that uh, six-month trip to the dermatologist to see if this mole is supposed to be there or not. And I I commend uh, the parents of today and how diligent they are with sunscreen and sunblock with their kids and how it's rubbed off on their kids. My daughter's 17 now. She's very pale-skinned. And, I mean, she is a sunscreen... Uh, she won't go anywhere without it, and if Good. usually beyond sunscreen, it is long sleeves. So we'll be uh, on a beach or on a vacation poolside, and she'll have a long sleeve T-shirt on, sitting in the shade, reading her book. So shade is uh, definitely your friend. How how many times uh, a year do you go see the dermatologist? Is it one or once or twice? I go once a year. Once a year, you just got to go, yeah. and, and you know, for anybody uh, in their mid age years. If you haven't done that yet, probably a good idea to just go once a year, find a dermatologist just to check you out and make sure everything's okay. Cause you don't want some simple little tiny mole that could be cut off to turn into something that could end up being fatal. I mean, that happens. It does happen. It does. Um, Jay Baker, thank you so much for uh, contributing. Uh, love having you on the show. Uh, I will answer the phone the next time you call. Um, Just identify yourself. I will not hang up. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you want to listen to uh, any of our previous shows, they are all on demand and downloadable at adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.